then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. All right. Hello, everybody. Woohoo! John Reap here. You are watching another live episode of the Heffern and Reap Show, baby. I'm John Reap. In a little bit, John Heffern's going to join us, but let's do some housekeeping real quick. Uh, we're live, and I see your comments right now. Hello, Jason. Hello, Shane and Ryan and Michael and Charlie and Chase. Good to have you leave comments. We're going to try and get to them in the second half of the show. First half, it's just going to be me and John Heffern uh, catching up, uh, talking. We have a special guest, uh, a guy by the name of Jeremy London is going to zoom in for the show. We're going to talk about that. Um, let me give you some uh, uh, some tour dates. Well, today's Monday, April the 18th, and we're live. And what is Heffern and Reap? Some of you, maybe for the first time you're watching, maybe you are maybe you just signed up on my page. You're like, what the heck is this? This is the Heffern and Reap show. Two winners of Last Comic Standing. Two journeymen of the road, some road dogs and lovers of the 1980s, baby. We're going to talk about all that good stuff. No politics, no pandemics, no Putins, just good times. Um, but let me let you know where I'm going to be this weekend. I wonder if anybody in here knows anything about Tulsa, Oklahoma, because I am headed there this weekend. I'll be there this Friday and Saturday night, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday at the Tulsa Comedy Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have not been there in a long time. So I need y'all to come out. After that, next weekend, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York. Come see me there, April 29 and 30. Then after that, Perrysburg, Ohio, Funny Bone. All my tour dates can be found at heffernandreap.com. Click on tour dates. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, good deal. Thanks for joining us. Um, let's, uh, let's bring in my buddy, huh? I don't do this show by myself. I do it with my good friend. Very funny, very popular, very handsome, very skilled. He's got a sharp brain. I like his thoughts. I like the way his head works. I'm talking about John Heffern, everybody. There John he is. Rape. How are you doing, buddy? Good. You know, I always get my pre-show sweat, as you can see. Because my internet always works when we talk before the show goes on. And the yeah. second the show starts, it starts crapping out. So, you know, you know anyway. I can't tell that you're sweating. Um, you look good. Um, I love that we both are rocking our states. Like you got the Detroit hat. I got the yeah. North Carolina hat. Uh, I like your background. I like your locker. Rep. Like your I'm repping the Heifer oh. Reap uh, 5K, which is available on our uh, website. Oh, yeah, you can get this hoodie at heffernreap.com. Click on store, and uh, we got T-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, tumblers, glasses, you name it. We got a lot. Uh, get something and help us out. Or go to heffernreap.com, click on support, and be a supporter. Throw some money in the tip jars, our Patreon page. You can put as much in there as you want or as little. We'll take a dollar. We'll take $100. Whatever you got, heffernreap.com, Patreon. John Heffern, um, how was your weekend? How was your Easter? 
good. I feel like we should take a big breath because looking at the show notes right here, dude, yeah. we got we're gonna cover a lot. It's gonna be good. Uh, I yeah. feel we've done a lot of shows with each other, and I forgot this. I found an old logo of us um, from our very first podcast that that we ever did. But so I, I feel like this one today is gonna be one of our uh, better ones. Oh, you know what I mean? Like you I found just an old logo. I, I I found a, a last podcasting logo. Oh wow! Um, but I'm not gonna look for it now, but because I just had it. But yeah, yeah, dude, it's a good one. So we have a lot to to talk about. We have my my buddy Jeremy London, who's gonna be on, who's an actor, who's been on Seventh Heaven, Party of Five, uh, Chasing Joy. He's, he's done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an interesting way of how I met him. Um, I was at a comedy club, and uh, there were some hecklers. And he stood up in the crowd and did one of these, like where you put your hands up, like, why are you talking? Right, right, right. And it was right when COVID was happening and we canceled the very next show. And I flew home because I was afraid of the COVID. Where was this? Uh, Alabama. Birmingham? Mm, Some, I forgot the name of the club. But I was there, and the second I got home, before COVID got me, I went and cashed the check just to make sure. <laughs> um, so yeah. he's going to be on a little bit later. We have dates to plug. I'm actually going for the next six weeks. I'm somewhere every weekend. Just go to heffernandreap.com for my dates. I'm not going to go through them. But Columbus, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, Grand Rapids, Traverse City. It's a whole thing. But just go to heffernandreap.com and love it if I actually got butts in the seats. Um, Because that's a thing. Also... Take a breath, John. So, John, I got a message on my Facebook page. Um, This dad, and of course, I didn't write his name down. (sighs) Anyway, this guy asked if me and you would do a cameo for his son. His son is a huge listener and watches the podcast. But here's a problem with the son. Here's a problem with Pax. Here's a problem with with this uh, young gentleman. It's not even really a problem. He's only 10. So that's why he's 10. That's why he can't ever come and see us at shows. He's yeah. got to wait eight years. Right, right. And by that point, <laughs> yeah. we're going to be men of almost our 60s. And he's going to be 18. <laughs> and we're going to be like Puff the Magic Dragon, where Pax is into us now, but he's going to outgrow us. Right. How? What do we I, do? I mean, uh, I like his name is Pax. Yes, from Wyoming. P-A-X? Pax. He's 10. Dude. He's, he's not he's not he's Pax is not doing this anymore, dude. He's not doing yeah. he full hand. Full hand DDP. I'm this many <laughs> years old. Uh can you hear me, John? I, f- I feel like my microphone went out. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, so he spells his name P-A-X or P-A-C-K-S. I wrote uh here. <laughs> Here's here's my notes. Do you see that? <laughs> yeah. Well, what, have, what, you put an X over something. You were trying. You almost put a CK, and you made an X over the Axe. attempted C. But I don't. I don't. I would like to see his handwriting because this is of a grown guy with a college degree. This is <laughs> how I write. Wow. So what? So one happy birthday, Pax. You, happy birthday, 10. Pax. What advice would you give uh, a ten year old? Pax is in Wyoming. He's 10 years old. Yeah. What advice would I give Pax? Well, Pax, 
Here's something you might not be thinking about. But Let's go to the comments too. By the way, if you have any advice for, for yeah, Pat, just just slam up the comments real quick, and I'll I'll read them as John's uh, giving his. Okay, Pax. Um, keep. I know it's going to sound very girly for me to say this. Careful with the gender stuff. He's, he's, said, he's okay, learning um, differently than we learned. Careful. What 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 should I have? Nothing's said there? girly. Nothing's girly. No, no, something. Um, uh, something sissy? Can I say sissy? No, pa. No, we just got canceled. You can't say that word. Mm. Now we're great. There goes my career. Uh, there goes yours. What about wussy? Wussy? W. Nope. Nothing with the nothing with e. C. Wimpy. Nothing. Wimpy. Feminine? <sighs> no, can't say feminine. Hmm. Let's go to the comments. Something. We're gonna reset well, uh, that. Here, let me just let me just tell them what I'm, I have in mind. Keep a diary. Keep a journal. Um, once a, one, once a week, make yourself write something down on one piece of paper and you will thank me when you are 18, 19, 20. It's amazing. I went home, I found my old journal and I love reading it. It's amazing. Write anything you want. And also a uh, stretch, drink water, brush your teeth and, mm. uh, all those things. Yeah. Pack. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to go to comments in a sec, but I'm going to go with, uh, what Mr. Reap um, as you probably refer to them because yeah. you're 10. So um, I was told to brush my teeth my entire life. That's right. You hear that from, from the parents. And look, we all know, Pax, we know parents have never been your age. We get it, right? They, they like <laughs> to tell you what to do, but the, you know, your parents have never been 10. So <laughs> I get that you and, and me only know. Uh, I was told to, to brush my teeth. Uh, Pax, so uh, one day I was in my uh, 40s. I know it's a long way away. That That's like these many packs. Um, I was in, I was eating milk duds at a movie theater in Columbus, Ohio, which I'm at this weekend at the Funny Bone. And I ate milk duds and I heard a crunch and I spit out the milk duds and I saw uh, my tooth. Oh, wow. I saw my tooth in the milk duds packs. So my first thought was my dad was right. If I keep eating candy, my teeth are going to fall out of my, out of my face. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Now I know you don't think your parents have ever been your age and I get it. They, they, they're, you know, you're living differently than them, but every once in a while they say something um, because they know. And mm-hmm. my dad told me my teeth would fall out of my face and it did Pax. So there you go. Uh, that's great advice, John. What do you feel about flossing? I think flossing um, is very important. And then also, if I could go back. Okay, uh, John, let me ask you this. If you went back to your 20, what advice do you wish you got in your 20s? In my 20s? Yeah. If if you could go back and talk to you, if 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 there's, a, you know, an app, yeah. you, you know. Uh, that you can go back and your your fifty year old uh, mm-hmm. reap could go talk to your twenties, just about your your um, not about relationships or just about health. <laughs> let's let's just stick with health. Like, what yeah. would be a thing? We'll we'll keep it well, very just, personal. You know, just keep an eyeball out on the alcohol intake. You know, just be careful. It's a slippery slope, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's it's really all you need. I think. Crazier than alcohol, maybe a little 
marijuana, nothing crazy. He's 10. But that's, but that's where yeah. you stay. Now, you said uh, me at 20. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Did you not just say if I'm talking? To I, I did. I, yeah, I did. I did. I apologize. Are we still talking to packs? I would never say weed if I was talking to packs. No, no we're talking to you. So yeah, okay. that's you. And um, then uh, save save money and seriously save money. Like don't say I'm going to start a savings account, then have it, and then splurge because you want to go on spring break. Seriously save money that you're never going to touch till you're fifty. Yeah, because because Pat, if you I believe at eighteen, I just read somewhere if you're like. 18 and you put two or 300 bucks a month away up until you're 25 by the time you're 60 something you have millions of dollars Mm -hmm. i remember someone laying it out for me like that when i was a kid and you don't ever because already it's too much math they're like you lost me at 16 18 and then when i'm 20 like so now at 52 i have nothing saved i have to find how does it work i have to find an 18 year old and give them 300 dollars a month Right. For the next 10 years. Is that how that works? I don't <laughs> I think so. I think um, I'm wrong. On I want to read one of the comments. Chase Waters said, uh, invest in Bitcoin. Not a bad idea. A little bit. Uh, he also said, wear deodorant. And I, I don't necessarily agree with deodorant unless you actually smell bad. Um, antiperspirant. You know, if you're if you sweat a lot, maybe I, I I don't wear deodorant. I don't wear antiperspirant, and I don't stink. No one's ever said anything bad about m- my sweating or my odor. So, you know what I would do is I would take uh, paper towels from the like before I went on stage, and I'd stick them underneath my armpits, almost like uh, yeah. tampons, and kind of you. Uh, here's this randomness, dude. So so Pax, we're still talking about you. It's your birthday. You're ten. It's exciting. So and be ten, dude. Be ten. Like d- don't. You're already going. I can't wait till I'm eleven, because being eleven is probably cool, man. If I was twelve, just be mm. ten, dude. You're only gonna be ten for a year. Um, John, uh, where's the thing? Okay, I'm gonna tell you what was going on when we were ten. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, geez, are random. I know you're a little bit younger than me, but we're pretty close, right? So this. Can uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 fifty. You're probably fifty one. <sighs> Yeah. So when we were about Pac's age, U.S. defeat Soviet Union in, in ice hockey with the labeled Miracle on Ice. That happened when you were his age. Mount St. Helens erupted. Wow. I remember that. That was huge. Uh, CNN cable news began. Uh, 3M begins selling of its largest product posted notes. So do, do you realize, John, when we were 10, there were people our age going heavy, heavy no you you can just write it on a note and it sticks to the wall like that was a conversation yeah and we're like what <laughs> right? yeah i remember and when then, that came out and they're like oh i'm gonna write notes all the time now and people got yeah it. and then people were excited about the posted notes and then john lennon gets shot Ugh. so everyone's like oh have you seen john lennon and they wrote that on the posted note and then uh severe heat wave happened uh there were 1100 deaths in 20 states, that was, you know, science. I believe that was a uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, crude oil, fire destroys MGM Graham, and the killer clown, John Wayne Gacy, was sentenced to uh, life and murder. Uh, what else happened? Oh, okay. Here's the one. Rubik's Cube uh, debuts. The Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Um, uh, never, I still have no idea how people solve them that quick when they're that messed up. I don't understand it. With the cube is all like jumbled up. I watched like, it. I don't know how they do that. It's four moves. Like I watched the YouTube video of it. 
you do something with the corners, it's like five or six moves. I th- we should any- set that as yeah, we should set that as a goal. Like, how would you feel? I, probably one of my uh, least one of the things I, I'll feel like I'll always have a, a hole in my heart is I never became a black belt in anything, mm-hmm. and I never finished a Rubik's cube. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I. The black belt thing, I, I think it might be too old because I think it, or I can get in my 70s. But I think uh, me and you learning how to finish a Rubik's Cube is not, I mean, you're sitting in a hotel room every weekend, as am I. You're on a plane. It, so you can find the time if you put the Rubik's Cube on the top of your toilet yeah. and you learn the code or you learn how to well, do that's it. That's what it would have to be. I think we can do it. Learning the trick because. Uh, you know how they say that you can't take teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. I wonder if I'm past the, past the age of like, I can't really learn a bunch of new crap anymore. Where it's what like, if, am I an old dog now? I can't learn new tricks. What, what if we somehow learn the code or, or the math of doing a, a Rubik's cube, right? Or the, what is it? The, not the theory. Algorithm. The theory. Yeah. And then what if we let, uh, our fans or people listen podcasts bet on us. Oh, and we okay. do it as a, as a, a, a Facebook live. And if it takes us three hours or four hours, <laughs> we don't shut off the camera until it's done. I, I'll have to bust it apart and put it back together. I think we can learn Take the stickers I, off. I've seen, I've seen kids do it with their feet in under a minute. <laughs> no, I don't know how to do if it. If we're using our hands, we could do it in under an hour. I'll oh, Chase Waters already little... saying Chase Waters already saying the money's on reap. Oh, uh, Shane that. Flint said, I'm not sure I got that kind of time. Right. Um, yeah, well, there's that, uh, um, the okay. black belt thing that that could happen. I, I, I'll bet you, you could get a black belt before you could solve a Rubik's cube. That's how hard the Rubik's cube is going to be. You have to see the videos that I saw because it doesn't look that intimidating when it's I don't even know how to does it matter. It. Does it matter what the cube looks like when you nope. get it? Nope. It could be all as messed up as you could think. It's the corners you do left, right, left, right. It's so it's like learning a dance move. It's like oh, well, learning if that's what it is. I could learn that. Okay. Like you play PlayStation when you're playing guys, you know, it's XX square. You learn cheat codes back mm. in the day when we were younger. Yeah. So I true. think you, you can learn that. Uh, talking about PAX, it's your birthday, dude. Uh, here at 1980, um, let me just show you random numbers if you want to compare 1980 to today. Um, average monthly rent, want to guess? Ooh, uh, in 1980, uh, mm-hmm. 200 bucks. Ooh, pretty close. Three. Wow. Three hundred dollars. Wow. Could you imagine? Could That's you imagine? for like a two bedroom. I don't. It just says average monthly rent, but yeah. wow. uh, cost of a gallon of gas. Ooh, cost of a gallon of gas. Nineteen eighty would have been uh, 40, 45 cents. No, it's not nineteen forty. Uh, <laughs> okay. one. Uh, $1.19. Oh, what's how much is it now? Four, five dollars. Where you live, yeah, Yeah, yeah. $30. My Jeep, I think it was $85. (laughs) What did I say? 35 cents, yeah. And I quit, (laughs) 
I quit. I remember having a joke when I first started doing comedy about how if you were pumping gas, you'd watch the gallons in the dollar because they'd almost be tied all the way. Right. (laughs) Oh, I'm so old. Um, (laughs) Average cost of a new car. What do you think that was when you were 10? So Uh, you're 10 and your parents are probably in their, what, 30s, right? Math. So your parents are young. 30-year-old somethings, and they want to get a new car. A new car? Yeah, new car when Um, when we were 10. Let's say it is 35 grand. What was your parents' first car? What was the first car you remember? Wait, what is – I don't know, man. You said – okay. What was the first car you remember at the Reap household that your your first – um, my dad, my mom, what I, what's popping out in my head is a citation. My mom had a black citation. <laughs> you remember them damn things? <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't heard like, oh, I got put, I haven't heard the word citation. <laughs> it, so yeah, it was like oval shaped. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, do you, do you remember, do your parents say, Hey, John, run out to the car and get, you know, your dad's wallet or your mom's purse. Or did they say, run out to the citation. <laughs> they just and, said car. Okay. <laughs> the citation seems like that's something you would just refer to instead of saying car. Yeah. Well, it's a ticket, isn't it? They write you a citation. It's like, oh, you were speeding. I'm going to give you a citation in your citation. Double citation. <laughs> that's a dumb name for a car. We have to look up uh, 70s comics or 80s comics, right? There has to be an evening at the improv guy who who, who had that, that joke? joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There has to be, right? And he's wearing jeans and an overcoat that's way too big for him. You're not gonna believe this. I just want a citation, and now I gotta get a court because I got a citation. Yeah, so stupid. So uh, um uh, the average car uh seventy two hundred dollars. Seventy two hundred. What'd I say? Thirty-five thousand. Thirty-five thousand. <laughs> um I'm like a, I'm like oh but wait but here's uh okay uh Pontiac Firebird okay right so those were those weren't those little ones those were those big ones uh that price was $5,992 mm. here's one here's a good one men's casual shirt when we were 10 the guys that were adults that were our age when uh we were okay. Pax age how long do you think that was? Or, or, or how much money? I'm sorry. 10 bucks. $14. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Oh, oh, here's a good one. So uh, you're 10. Your dad's coming home from work, takes the citation, runs probably into the Sears Roebuck store, makes a purchase for the Reap's first VHS brings it home and you notice your dad's face is he's just he's just has a weird look on his face because he know he just spent some money. Mm-hmm. What do you think your dad spent on the VHS or VCR and now Pax, who's 10, has no idea what we're talking about right now. Right. We could be talking about a steam engine. He yeah. he, he doesn't know. Uh but what do you think the VCR uh that your dad bought when you were 10? brought home cost well when they first came out they were expensive and then over time they went they got more affordable and then they were obsolete so this would be 1980 
1980. This is brand new. This would be a yeah. yep. brand new VCR. I'm going to say uh, $300, maybe $400. Um, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the uh, audience right here for a quick second. I wish I, wish I had, I don't have good uh, game show music. I'm going to figure that on my end. Uh, somebody said Charlie Chambers said four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Dashman said twelve twelve hundred. Wow, twelve hundred. Uh, Lisa says two hundred and fifty. Uh, without without going too far deep, uh, Jason uh says three ninety nine. Okay, Sears. Okay, so the actual price nineteen eighty four VHS recorder was six hundred ninety nine. Wow. Dude, Damn. so here's where I have to apologize to my parents because I, I remember being pissed that I didn't get an Atari, right, and all that stuff. And when you think about it now, when you go back to go, why didn't my parents buy a VCR? Because it was seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and like back then, seven hundred dollars is two thousand dollars today. That's a shit, like a shit. Okay, what about a camera? So now you're playing baseball, and your and your dad wants to record. Um, I, what sports did you play? Like when you were ten, I played football. I played baseball. I played okay, all. So you're, play, so you're playing baseball. So Mr. Reap wants to record you going up to uh, to play on what was your uh, little league uh, team? Do you remember the name? Oh, um, uh, Kearns Bakery. They <laughs> sponsored this. So batting up next from Kearns Bakery, <laughs> <laughs> second base with John Reap. Coming up to the so your dad's recording all of that on his new VHS home movie camera. Oh, yeah. So obviously, obviously it's it's the ones that you're you're putting on your shoulder. Oh, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. So what do you think that cost in 1980? A, a I, brand I, new- I have footage of my dad bringing home a camcorder from the store he worked at, and he was he didn't buy it. He just brought it home and played with it and took it back and put it back on the shelf <laughs> and um, recorded all of us telling jokes and that kind of stuff. And this was uh, when I was in the seventh or eighth grade, which would have been early to mid eighties. Yeah. Early eighties. And I remember him saying in the video, I remember him saying like, be careful with this camera. Yeah. You're basically holding a small car on your shoulder. Cause that's how expensive it was. He was saying it's the price of a car. Um, so I will say $2,500. $2,500 for the VHS home camera. Uh, 1980 was uh, 1599. 1599. I was off by a thousand. We have someone in the waiting room, John. We have Wrong a guest. Beast. Okay. We have, we have a guest. Sorry. I got I got so into the uh, guessing the price thing. Yeah. I'm excited. Right. Let's I'm excited about our guest. Yeah. You take over. Uh, so uh, we have a very, very special guest, uh, somebody who. Literally, like I said, John, we met right before COVID at, at a comedy club. Um, and then when the world was crapping out, me and him were going to do a podcast. I don't know what about. I don't remember the conversation. I just remember I wanted to leave Alabama and get on a plane before the COVID got me. So that was like one of my first things. And then we've kept in touch. Um, I call him randomly if I've had. Mm, couple of libations or something with ideas and, sure. he's always, and he takes my call. He doesn't dump me to, to voicemail. Um, I'm very excited about this. Uh, you've seen him on party five. He, well, I looked at his IMDb and 
here's what I hate. Do you still get mad when, when people just refer to you as a last comic standing guy, even though that happened in 1975, or at least for me, at least? I get more mad if it's the Hemi guy. Okay. So I almost don't even want to give, because I looked at his IMDB, um, and he's got 20 things in production or post-production. Yep. And then five things in announcements. So he's got a lot of stuff going on. So I don't want to be like a dick and go, here's the credits for Mall Rats, Party Five, Seventh Half. Like, I don't want to do that to the guy. <laughs> okay. All right. But uh, let, let's bring it on because I've, I've, I have a lot to talk to him about. I mean, it's going to be so completely random. Uh, please welcome to the show, Mr. Jeremy London. Yeah, I play this music for you, dude, because it's like a rock feel. Welcome to the show, Mr. Jeremy nice. Rogan, coming in. I feel like I'm in a skating rink. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yes, everybody mm-hmm. live now. <laughs> dude, thank What's you up, so fellas? much. Good, thank you so much for uh, showing up. I know I called you last minute, because here's what happened. I got a text from Mr. Reap, and he's like, do we have any guests tonight? And then, so what, what happens is me and John trade off the workload of the show, right? John has a wonderful podcast that has good guests segments. It's produced. Well, there's a studio it's called country ish, right? So then I think Heffern and reap is kind of a, um, what if it's called a project he does, uh, where you don't really care if it's successful, but you do it anyway. It's like a side hustle. I got it. Hey, listen, look, I couldn't say no to the money, you know, you guys, you guys were offering. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I have yeah. not paid for your cameo to yeah. uh, to you promote know? my dates yet. Um, <laughs> wait for the check. No, man, it's uh, it's great to be here with you guys, man. I, I'm 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 a huge fan of both of you, fellas. Wow. And uh, so this is an honor for me. And uh, and uh, you know, uh, we really did. We hit it off, and I really we really kind of met John and I did at uh, at a at a place that. Uh, was pretty empty because people were just already starting to bug out because of well because of COVID and it was so weird. That's not COVID. That's just John Heffern. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it it was. Um, I don't. I don't even know what to say. It's kind of more of an urban club, and then it was. It was. It was. It was ninety percent of the was, ur- more it, urban crowd. It was an urban club, but yeah. so they had me perform at like six o'clock when yeah, the real show weird. started at like eight. Right. And it was like an old Bennigan's that it closed. felt like a cafeteria. Yeah. And, but then they opened it. So, but it was fun that the people who showed up, uh, the people who own it, everybody w- was yeah, cool. We were laughing our asses off. Your show was killer. No matter yeah, what. But people I just loved it. You know, my lady uh, <laughs> was, in, I was able to introduce her to, to your work and, and she fucking was rolling. Oh, yeah, can we, can we cuss? Can we? Yeah, can we, man. Can we, yeah, we cuss. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> I, I just remember there, there, there was a table that was, you know, kind of chatty or something, which is going to happen. And I remember you just you putting your hands up like, "What the f? What the? What are you?" And then I saw I'm like, "Who's this guy putting your hands?" Up? And then I saw it was you. And then afterwards, uh, we talked. So, if, so that's how we became friends. It's so rude. Yeah. It's so yeah, yeah. rude. Um. um 
That's why I won't ever be. See, I'm a I'm a guitar player and singer and songwriter and all that shit. And people have asked me how come I've never um, wanted to have done it professionally, and it's because you know being I keep being in front of a bunch of people when half of them are fucking in their own conversation, not paying attention. Yeah. They don't give two fucks yeah. <laughs> like all that. I have no idea how you guys do what you do. Uh, it's a mess. I remember you, you have to have spines as thick as uh, dinosaurs. I can't. I don't know how you do it. I remember this was right when, if, if I go back in my life, if we go two years, like, um, I think I just moved out of LA and I, I was moving back to Michigan. I, I, I could be off a couple months, but I was going through that thing where I was like, I just moved out of LA and, uh, Jeremy Reap did this maybe a year and a half, two years earlier. Yep. Right. So I kind of, I asked John, I'm like, I want to move. I'm just done. I've been out for about done. seven years now. It's yeah. Glorious. Yeah. For you. Oh, and I, I remember you telling me, you're just like, dude, I, I moved here. I have an acting school. I do this in my life's oh, never God, been, different. even though I, you know, I've never wanted to be, I was never an actor in LA. Like I would go read for like parts, but my biggest fear was if I actually got them. <laughs> Right, that's, that's the easiest funny. part. You know, that's funny because my, the very first movie that uh, my twin brother Jason and I ever did was, uh, it, it, I basically forced him to go on the audition. He really didn't want to go, and he wound up getting the role. It's a movie called The Man in the Moon. It was Reese Witherspoon's first movie. Beautiful, beautiful movie uh, uh, directed by the guy that directed To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, it was a you know just an extraordinary experience. And my brother got to the set. Uh, uh, first time ever on a movie set or anything like that, fresh out of the freaking farm, basically. And uh, uh, he got there and he was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> he called home and he was like, I don't think I want to do it. I was like, you're doing it, you motherfucker. <laughs> how, how old was he when that happened? We were 17, I think. Yeah. I had to drag him to the audition in the first place. He was the only one of us that had a, a, a car. He had this blue Mustang because uh, he lost a a couple of toes in a construction accident. We were um, oh, with my stepdad when we were 15. Uh, ridiculous. We got a little bit of money and bought a little car. So he was the only one of us that had a car. And so he was going to take me to that audition for that first movie. And of course I was there. I was too serious. I was like, I was an actor. I was going to get that role. And he showed up. He's like, I don't give two shits. I want to get out of here. <laughs> and whatever he did, they were like, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Sometimes I feel like casting directors can, can smell that on people where, it's yeah. like, oh, this guy's trying too hard, and this guy doesn't give a shit. Oh, let's hire the guy who doesn't give a shit, which is kind of dumb if you think about it, because this guy who's a little nervous, he's tried so hard. Maybe yeah. when you get there and you relax, the guy just relaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's desperation. Desperation reeks, and it's an, it's a turnoff immediately. You know, <laughs> it's like, please hire me. <laughs> Let me beg for you. I'll perform for you. I have. you, Jeremy? Know. Oh, go ahead, John. No, oh, no, 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 my I, my internet's being weird. You ask Jeremy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come right back in the room. So you oh, ask me your question. Okay, perfect. Jeremy. Uh, so. I think John was telling me you're in uh, Alabama. I'm in Mississippi. Mississippi. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, wow. What part of Mississippi? I, without uh, Madison, Mississippi, sort of central-ish, north of Jackson. Um, I was on the coast uh, for several years, and then I met a wonderful woman and uh, have a beautiful family uh, up here in the middle of Mississippi, man. I got out of L.A. like 
just a little over seven years ago, actually. Now, what was and the it's been? What was the that? nail? What was the nail in the coffin for you about getting out of LA? Well, it started with me with the 2008 stock market crash. I mean, I lost 600k in two houses in one day, man. I lost everything. I pretty much, yeah, everything. Every oh, no. all, just wow. it all. So, just talk about you know, all of a sudden, LA just being expensive and ridiculous, and then you know being married that to was- crazy, a crazy woman and just all this stuff. Just <laughs> I finally went, I need to find me again. Cause I just was so lost there and yeah. became so the whole too much, too young thing sure. for me really affected me psychologically. And so I went through a b- lot of bizarre, weird crap. And uh, it would just, for me, I grew up in the South, man. I grew up in on a, on a cattle farm in Oklahoma, you know, and uh, Texas and yeah. bounced back and forth between Oklahoma and Texas mostly. And, and so I just wanted to get back to the South and I met a lady, a, a, a wonderful, the, my, my second son's uh, uh, mama, uh, Juliet, uh, she was in Mississippi at the time. We actually met in new Orleans and started our life together in new Orleans. So I lived in new Orleans for a year, which was spectacular. Yeah. And, uh, and we got pregnant there and then we actually moved to Oklahoma back where my family is in Oklahoma for a little bit. And then, got an opportunity uh, to start my acting school in Mississippi of all places in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, which is just a spectacularly wow. beautiful place. And so I said, I'm going to do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> why not? Awesome. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. So all of a sudden you wind, I wind up um, and I, and we met on Twitter. I made it some, uh, my, my ex-wife now, <laughs> but who's one of my best friends and also one of my agents. She's amazing. Um, uh, she, uh, we just are good friends. We just weren't good with each other mar- being married or whatever, but, um, you know, uh, she, uh, yeah, man, we, 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 she, Mississippi is a, a really amazing place, man. I've only been it's, a couple of times. It's one of those, I don't, I don't know many comedy clubs in Mississippi other than maybe a, a casino. Um, where are you from, John? I'm in North Carolina. You're in North Carolina. Yeah. Yes. But I've been in every state in the country. I, I've been to Mississippi right. here and there, but just, it's not one of the, I know, bet they love you here. Oh, I would yeah. bet. I would bet they love you here in Mississippi. Yeah, it's fine. I just, there's not a lot of, like I said, not a lot of not a lot of clubs. venues. There's yeah. not a lot of venues. I mean, really, there's not, and they really kind of are mostly urban. I yeah. think you know. Yeah. Jackson is Jackson's. Uh, uh, yeah, it's not the most cultured place in the world. We need to we fix that. There are there are places <laughs> you know. New Orleans is spectacular. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw Bill Burr there. We went uh, was hanging out with him there and. Uh, uh, it, it's it, that's a cool place to do some comedy. Were you? Uh, you said Oklahoma. What part of Oklahoma? My family all lives in a little town called Tuttle, Oklahoma, which is uh, just south of Oklahoma City. Um, but I grew up on a cattle ranch uh, for many years in a little town called Wanet, Oklahoma, which is out in the middle of nowhere. And but we were kind of all over the place. My parents were kind of serial divorcers, so we were, we <laughs> we, we, we traveled a lot. Let's <laughs> say I went to a lot of schools. <laughs> oh, that's I, I'm going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma next weekend. So nice. I'm going to tell right you to on. tell tell your friends if you uh, or some other divorced parents in Tulsa. If they want to come, <laughs> come see me. You know, I, I can uh, I can relate to Jeremy living on a cattle ranch because this is me yesterday going that, out to seeing my. This is on my. You changed. Are you my like property? A, are you aware, cow? Yeah, yeah, you gained some weight, yeah. John. You look so, different. You look uh, different. 
All right, so I have some rando uh, questions, and I apologize yes. for the internet. No, man, I, I actually oh. jumped on my wife, who's studying to be an RT. She has a private Wi-Fi thing that the school gave her, and I jumped onto that. And I don't think connection. I'm not noticing so, it on my end. Are you noticing it on your I end? I know it's better now that I'm using okay. hers. But hey, look, it, it, I think it's better. Why? It's better. Why are you just not getting this? I, I I didn't know I knew it. My computer just attached. Although I will say this, if she okay, so when it jumps to her internet, I have noticed it's adult protected. So if you like, you type stuff, you're like, why is nothing coming up that I wanted to come up? And then you look and go, oh, because it's yeah, yeah. Anyway, so random questions before I uh, want to ask you literally kind of what we're talking about today. When yes. you were on Party of Five, I was thinking about, so follow me on this because, you know, my brain's all over. I used to do radio with Danny Bonaducci who was on the Partridge family. And yes. I was talked to him about how popular Bonaduce was on the Partridge family because there were one kid, one show that had kids on it on only three networks. So if you just do the math, he was as popular as, you know, Justin Bieber would be now just because there wasn't as many things to watch. So if you go amount of Which people. Which was his know, curse later yeah. yes because so, your curse. gilligan never was not gilligan yeah. right but, you know but you on even if, if i think back to party of five right there was no streaming there was no it was almost like the same thing about how many people watched that show we were in you know that era of it was i think fox was relatively new it was a fox show but you know the simpsons had sort of created Fox and out of, you know, right after it was ABC, NBC and CBS, of course, what's what we all grew up with. I mean, I'm 50 this year, so I grew up with just all of that. That's the same stuff. And so that was the issue, I think, is that because they were there were only those few shows to choose from that those people became only known for those roles, you know, and so yeah. it sort of, you know. That I, I I'm sure that haunt has. St- I mean, it still haunts Danny Bonaduce. It never goes away. Everybody still only knows him for that. And he was what a, he was a child, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I still to this day I did six commercials for Dodge trucks, um, and because of and everything I've done after that, there are some people who just. I mean, I won last comic standing. I've been in some other sitcoms and movies, but to some people. I will always just be the Hemi guy. The Hemi guy. Like, no matter where yeah. I go, Hemi guy, Hemi guy. I'm like, yep. well, what about this other stuff I did? You know? Yeah. No you know, cares. we can't, you can't, we can't control how we stick to people's brains. Uh, it's the reason that mall rats is more popular 25 years later uh, than it was when we made it. Nobody even went to see it in the movie theater. And 25 years later, it's extraordinarily popular. Now people, you know, uh, I, it's weird. Yeah, um, I still get Dude, to me, uh, Jeremy, John and I were talking right before uh, we went live just about my obsession with all these YouTube videos of abandoned malls. Oh, uh, just speaking like of mall rats, like there's guys yeah. that walk around malls and they take video yeah. of these super malls that were closing that, yeah. that have literally no stores in them. They're the freakiest thing ever. But I'm obsessed with them because it makes me sad about just uh, us as humans. 
that we wanted all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it, it, that's a passing thing. Now nobody wants that. It's just a wasteful stuff. Reap and I both came up with an idea that at malls, at old malls, they should have retirement communities because it's self-enclosed. Every store could be about two apartments. Every anchor store could be 50, 60 apartments. You have a fountain. You have a food court. You have a movie theater. You could have stores like haircut places. And Reap came up with a great slogan. So by the time me and John and, and you, Jeremy, we're the same age, are ready to be on that phase of our life, our kids can look at us and go, dads, since you were 15, you just wanted to live in a mall. And now here's your chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, part of you would be like, Okay. All right. I think you know. I think there's a lot of homeless people out there that could sure use a fucking space to live. What yeah. did I say? Okay. <clears throat> you know, you. it's you, pathetic that there are that many. I mean, you think about how many uh, dinosaur malls are just laying out there open, and there's people on the streets and living under bridges and stuff. It's infuriating it's infuriating it, it's you know who controls all that and then you know how do you keep it from turning into you know uh, mad max there <laughs> and people, right, it, exactly. become a, you know what i mean because you're kind of putting all the sickos in in one place and like the yep. people that need mental health rather health help rather than being put on the street in the first place and then drug addiction that is you know, rather than people being looked after, it's it's made so illegal that people have to become live such seedy lives, and it all blends in. And so, how do you regulate and control all that? Uh, whenever you start giving these gifts, and they get taken advantage of, you know? mall cops, you gotta have mall cops, uh, and then that becomes a whole other thing, <laughs> right? You know, yeah, I mean, we have, then then we then then Harrison Ford comes out in his robot car, <laughs> and we all you know have entered into you know, right? Right? John and I were talking about he came up with the senior citizen you know the uh, old school the old folks home for malls and i said homeless and then two seconds later we'll be both uh, yeah it'll be burnt down in three days yeah, it would be, yeah, it would, <laughs> yeah the homeless the, the, the old folks home thing would be fantastic because it, it would be much more taken care of i'm sure yeah. <laughs> you know but it, it, it is really kind of one of those sort of i think sort of um, signs of 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 the decline in, in our, um, yeah, this sort of what the normalcy of our civilization has become because the mall was a more than just going and buying stuff. I mean, we didn't even always buy stuff, you know? Yeah. That's kind true. of this great social gathering place for kids and a good, healthy, safe place for, yeah. For now, well, now even, you know, you, I, I mean, back then you would go to the mall hoping you ran into somebody. Absolutely right. So you wouldn't even know. You couldn't check your phone to see. You dress up for the mall. Up. You would just you'd go, want to go. You'd come looking fly. You want to be looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got my new bugle boys. Got yeah. me all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want them to see you looking, looking. You know, as fashionable as the mall will allow. <laughs> totally. I. Uh, yeah. Um, I miss it. I, I feel like I know. Me too. The, the even even the new. So when I grew up, we had one mall. Uh, and then we got this new mall, right? So, and then the old mall kind of went to shit, and then everyone went over to the new mall. And now the new mall 
is now the old mall. And yeah. the old mall is like a U-Haul place. And the new mall, there's like five stores in there. But there's no newer mall. I think what's right. happening is it's just these random strip malls. where. I, I, it, but I, but yeah. I like being indoors. What was wrong with the fucking mall? The mall was great. <laughs> right, it's, right, right. It, it, it just be online shopping. It, everything, oh. Everybody's lazy. Yeah. You know, you know. I was thinking about the other day uh, how uh, I was watching one of these shows and something called like uh, Life in a Million Years or something like that, and it's theoretical or whatever. And basically, it's sort of talking about how AI and all that stuff is going to take over and do everything for humans. Well, so then, what kind of fat slobs are we going to become? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Yeah. People are going to have nothing to do. No, like, we'll just be on the, the metaverse with our goggles. We'll be on the metaverse. Yeah, just uh, like just just <laughs> having fake sex with fake naked porn bots. Then yeah. people just like <laughs> withering up and dying because they forget to eat. Yeah, it's like that Michael Judge movie where um, they've they uh, God, who was the actress? Two actors they they get into like a um, chamber and fall asleep, and they they wake up like a hundred years later, and uh, evolution oh, it, has it, it, idiocracy. Idiocracy, yeah, that, idiocracy. Right. That scene, that scene where um, uh, 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 the oh God, what's his fucking name? The guy who's married to the <laughs> the girl. Uh, Shepherd. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I, but I do know, know who you're talking talking about. Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard. Gosh, yeah. John, this is great. We should play a game show together. Dak <laughs> Shepard. Like he walks in on Dak Shepard's apartment and he's got these goggles on and he's like eating fried chicken and watching porn. And he walked in. He's like, "Oh, you caught me baiting, man." That's what the future is going to be, Jeremy. That's it, man. They're all. It's all self satisfaction and immediate satisfaction and uh, uh, narcissism, f- fulfilling narcissism uh, to the, the the maximum. So, why would anybody need to have a social life? Why would anybody need to get out and meet people when you can literally? have a, a, a visceral so, experience with anybody you want and then yeah. you can make them go away whenever you want them to go away like I mean, yeah. somebody we're, we're who doomed, had bro we're doomed <laughs> i had until i busted it i had an oculus i had a vr thing and I right just when COVID, started playing my stepsons it's amazing dude oh i gotta get one see, bro uh, i i would watch wow. a netflix show and then I, I'd watch my Netflix, but then I would change. You can change the apartment you live in. So I'd watch Netflix. And then if I wanted to turn my head, I could look at the the city that I, uh, you know, my penthouse that I looked over the city. And then I would go to museums. I, th- there's a bar fighting game on the, v- the uh, Oculus where you walk into a bar. And, and it's scary because everybody looks real. And you just start fighting people in the bar. So you can walk why by. Is that not why is that not? And our kids live in this world <laughs> so much. Yeah, and their brain is experiencing it. The synapses are firing as if they're truly experiencing it. And so, why is that? And how is that not a parallel universe? How is that not truly another realm of existence within our realm of existence at the same time? Because their brain is completely experiencing everything. The yeah. heart rate speeds up. The brain is. Uh, experiencing all of these things as if it's happening, fear, excitement, uh, all of these things and this uh, immersive experience that is only going to get better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought you were going another way with that, but yeah, it's going to get better. No, 
<laughs> more advanced when, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I had mine, I thought you don't even need anything in your apartment or your house. If you had a square concrete room with just a couch and a bed, something to sit on, mm-hmm. you could trick it out and 100%. you don't need to have anything else. When the guy who I was going to fight looks across from the bar and he starts walking towards me, he's his, you know, six, five big, huge. Dude. My heart rate <laughs> jumped as if I was about my brain didn't know the difference that I was that, playing a video thing? game. How's that not living in that in another? I yeah. sweat like plane your heart rate. as 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 pal- as 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 valid as the one that we live in. You know, conscient consciously. Why is it not? It's literally as immersive as uh, as real experience. It's and it's only getting. I I just watched this thing where you can have a VR set, and then if we're talking in the avatars. It's this big plate that shoots air. And if you were to hand me a, a coffee cup, I could reach out and, and reach for the coffee cup and I could grab it. And my hand feels like you just handed me something. The, the air blowing on your hand does something with the weight or does something. So whatever object you're, you, you think you're getting, you think you're holding. Wow. It's dude. And that's just now. Wait to wear 60 in a rest no. home. This people is going to be great. People think an asteroid is going to take us out. It's going to be masturbation. People are <laughs> yeah. going to stop yeah. breathing. Nobody's ever going to actually yeah. have sex with another human yeah. ever again. Yeah. And porn bots are going to. I'm going to start investing in those now. Yeah. Start investing in those now. Now, dude. Because, to- yeah. Because well, they're good it, now. Yeah. yeah. Um, it does exist already where you could put a thing on your dick and sync it up yeah. to a porn that oh, you're watching. Yes. Right? And imagine how that's going to get better, better. It's already probably amazing. Yeah. Imagine well, how well, that's we don't know get. because, because Dax, <laughs> right. the 10 year old is maybe still watching. Oh, that's um, right. Dax Shepard's who we're talking about. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, Jeremy, one of the other reasons, uh, that were wait, hold on. Reed. Hold on. Heffron and Reed. Subject change. I don't even know if anybody heard that. So (laughs) I I talked to Jeremy briefly today and we just did that quick dude catch up where you can literally almost catch up with what's going on in in your life. And maybe about a minute, you just bullet point it. Um, He just said he's paying me a lot of money and to show up. So yeah, I, uh, I briefly coming from. Yeah. I briefly mentioned, I'm like, Hey, I go, I started this cutting board business with a buddy of mine from college and we started talking about, uh, you know, kind of going off, not on uh, leaving a career, but doing random shit that had nothing to do with whatever you, quote unquote, were good at before. Right. So I started telling him about the best, but uh, best cutting boards dot com. Uh, and he goes, dude, he goes, I have. And I know we had it as acting school in Mississippi because uh, we were talking about doing a voiceover for something. He's like, I got uh, access to a bunch of people who can voice it for you. But then he brought up right before I hung up the phone, I go save it. Let's talk about that on the podcast. He goes, I have a banana nut bread. It's it's a pepper jelly business, but I also make (laughs) banana nut bread and all kinds of other baked goods and stuff like that as well. But I make pepper, we make pepper jelly. Uh, Because of, because of COVID (laughs) we, we had nothing. We had no, my my lady all of a sudden was home every day and we uh 
had all this time on our hands and we had this big backyard. And so we turned our, started turning our backyard into a, a garden and that we became obsessed with that. And so now our, our garden is so big and our backyard is ex- like a food forest. And uh, we st- we didn't know what to do with the damn peppers. We had so many peppers. And so we learned, I learned about pepper jelly and I wound up coming up with my own uh, little formula that turned out to be like, according to the, even the old ladies in Mississippi, the best pepper jelly most people have ever tried. Uh, it's called London's most wanted. And uh, we have our own store on Etsy at London's most wanted. And I do make, I make uh, yeah, man, I became basically a granny. That's uh, awesome. What kind, of, what kind of peppers are you using? Dude, I use all kinds, man. Depends on what kind we've got. First of all, our, cowboy pepper jelly is sweet and so we just use you know our bell peppers and uh like uh, some jalapenos and stuff that the seeds that they have no heat we basically try to keep that one to the sweeter peppers um without any heat but then i have the outlaw and the special edition outlaw which is way hotter the outlaw is hot the special edition outlaw is extraordinarily hot i mean we're talking about carolina reapers yeah um so i all of that stuff I'm confused. Well, I have so many questions because <laughs> starting next week, me and John are doing a segment on this show. Uh, what we call it, John? It's, it's going to be called like Bromo Codes. We haven't figured out our name yet. So on my Facebook page, I asked everybody, what are you plugging? What's your side hustle? And I have hundreds and hundreds of people who have Etsy pages. So starting next week, we're going to have somebody on. Uh, she makes uh, handbags out of plastic um, grocery store bags. So we're going to have somebody, wow. one of people on our fan pages who's, who That's has cool, a man. thing. We're going to have them on. We're just going to ask them how, how they start, what are they think. But, but doing cutting boards is such a weird thing um, because when we sell these cutting boards, there's something magical about just selling a fucking piece of wood, right? Just as, <laughs> as being an entertainer where your whole life is, well, what's yeah. your take? What's your thing? How are we going to turn that into a, a show? What's your just going? Do you have 75 bucks? Give that to me. Here's a piece of wood. Isn't that and, great? And we're done. We're <laughs> done. It great? It, there, there's something so satisfying about every order at the best cutting board. And, and every time somebody orders pepper job, we've sold thousands of jars of this stuff. <laughs> And uh, every time it's exciting. I mean, I make every jar by myself. Uh, my lady help jar, helps jar it, but I make it. It's my recipe. I sign every jar. We yeah. label it. We label every jar. We ship them ourselves. We do it all ourselves uh, from our kitchen. And it's so rewarding. And people love it, man. People absolutely love it. And that's, it's you know, it's just no ego involved with that. It's love. It truly is like this, like, it's a different kind of art form, you know. But I also am an artist, and when people buy my art, that's also the same thing, you know? Yeah. It's a neat feeling. For people who've never had pepper jelly, what yeah, would you yeah, what, me. what would you put pepper jelly yeah, on? Is it like a breakfast strawberry jam that's got a little kick yeah, to it? It first of all, whenever I first heard the words pepper jelly, it don't just I was like, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> Look at that. Here there we go. go. Nice, man. Good I work. Heard. Um and uh so I watched this YouTube video. I was like, I didn't know what to do with all our extra peppers. And I watched this lady on YouTube called Callie Kim uh, make uh, pepper jelly. And I just, my first thing that I noticed about it was just, I was like, man, that looks beautiful. Uh, it looks delicious. Peppers and sweet though. I mean, that just didn't make any sense to me. Right. It didn't, didn't. So I, 
I just followed her recipe mm -hmm. and I made, made some and, uh, and no shit said the first time that I ever, uh, put it to my, put it in my mouth. I looked at my lady and I said, <laughs> we're making pepper jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It was the best tasting uh, combination of flavors that I'd ever, uh, yeah, tasted. It was extraordinary. You do have to do it the right way. It's got to be with cream cheese uh, on a cracker, and preferably, I like these like little pretzel crackers or whatever. But a little cream <laughs> cheese, a little jelly on there. It's unbelievable, yeah. man. It's so addictive that I ate so much in the beginning that I don't even eat it anymore because I'm sick of it. But it's still delicious. And uh, you know, uh, the best. I'm telling you, the best uh, compliments in the world are when these little old Mississippi women. You know, little old ladies, like 90-year-old women say, that's the best pepper jelly I've ever had in my entire life because it's it's a staple here in Mississippi. You can you, you screw that up. They will tell you you screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. Could you put that on a biscuit or toast? Oh, yeah, man. You yeah. put it on pork, <laughs> pork chops. Put it on – you can put it on anything that you put jelly on. And it's got – I mean, the f flavors are extraordinary because you really do taste the peppers in there, but it's there's so much sugar in there. Are you it. mixing it with, like, strawberries and, like, no. grapes? Is it just straight from the – pepper all peppers uh packed in, in sugar and uh, special flavor other okay. flavor touches that we put into it but it's all so basic man holy it's shit all, i want almost, a jar you oh, got you got it it's london's most wanted on etsy okay and like i just i just made four uh banana nut breads our house smells like banana nut bread right now man <laughs> <laughs> That's what COVID did for us. Yeah. See, we didn't we didn't want to sit in our house and lose our damn minds and start fighting, not have a good relationship. We wanted to expand our we got closer. We did we our garden, our yard now is is it's like our little Eden out there now. Yeah. We put a lot of work into it. And now it's been three years. It's our this will be the third year. And so things are starting to really root and really, really flourish now into the third year, you know. And so it's uh a lot of all the hard work's paying off, but it rains so much here that it's just like we don't even know if we're gonna we never know what's gonna happen. It's always like a threat that's gonna just you know, even yeah. a tornado, even a tornado is gonna come through and wipe us out at any moment. Yeah, there, yeah. I, I, uh, and I don't know if my internet's crapping out. There's something weird about uh, when you're fulfilling an order. Um, at least I do it with the cutting boards because we make them at the shop and then we bring them back here to the house where I have boxes, uh, I have stamps made, I have this twine, I wrap it, I stamp it. Um, so satisfying. I yeah. bought, I have, I put, because each one of our boards is made with 80s music, so we have different versions. So the one that's going out now has been played with a lot of Van Halen or whatever. <laughs> but what I did is I have cassette tapes or 80s buttons that I just throw in with the cutting boards. It makes that's no sense great. at all. That's uh, great. And we have a QR code, but there's, but with, I don't want to, I don't even know how to say this without sounding like an ass. Okay, if if we look at money, maybe the three of us is made doing an hour's worth of work in our past lives or whatever. It's maybe just blown so out of proportion, right? I know as right. a, doing as a comic, performing at a corporate gig, what I got paid to do an hour is right. Right. What the, the amount of hours it takes me to wrap up a board like this. Mm -hmm. and, and and stamp it and send it and what I actually make on it, right? I probably at the end of the day, uh, being all uh, completely forthcoming, 
I don't know, 20 bucks. Right. Probably yeah, man. Is, is, at the end of the day, because it's $70 in material because wood's expensive. It's $20 to ship and we get free shipping. I probably make 20 bucks, let's say. Yeah. But something about when I go to the UPS store and just drop these off, I've never let, I could get off performing in front of 5,000 people walk off stage. The feeling I get when I hand the, the postal people these boxes that i i taped up all day is bigger than performing you know i think that it has to do with the fact that we have not relented and given into allowing hollywood to command our futures and only command our futures that we've said you know what if we have to grind and do something else to help fill uh, our kids bellies and pay the bills that's to me that's what men do anyway yeah you know what i mean that's right. what like right there's there's you know i personally started acting so young that for me man whenever i decided to just get the hell out of la for a little while i wanted to do anything besides be in the, the acting business i started selling insurance in oklahoma i'm licensed to sell insurance in oklahoma which is ridiculous wow. I, was, I was terrible at it so i don't do that but i did and it was like stroke and heart attack insurance man if you did it right you can make so much money over this great company <laughs> called platinum uh, but, but i just was terrible at it because you had to like drive up to like you know you had to drive up to like farmers it was in you know dealing with oh, farmers wow. and stuff like that. And you had to drive up onto their property and go solicit, you know, oh. money, money for, you know, telling, you know, look, if you're, you know, the good chances you're going to probably have a heart <laughs> attack. So you probably should, uh, you know, yeah. you're probably going to die at some, sometimes. But, you know, I would, they, these guys would pull what meet me on the porch with shotguns and be like, get off my property. And I'm like, I'm yeah. just here. To, I don't care. Get off my property. Oh my God. So I, was like, I, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm an artist no matter what. So, Jeremy, uh, yeah. as I burp, I have a question about your Etsy page. If yes. you were to create a promo code, yeah. how long does it uh, take you to do? I don't know. My lady's the one that handles all of that stuff, but I think that it doesn't take very long at all. Okay, because yeah. somebody just posted. I'm reading the comments. Um, a lot of people want to buy your thing. And we've never had anybody on the bromo code before. You technically weren't even supposed to be part of the guest. If we could do a, a dollar promo code just to see if this works. Absolutely. You can do like, whatever. Like a dollar off if you type. What should we are? Uh, Reap. We don't. If, we haven't even discussed that. If Hef they Reap? say, say Reef and he- Reap and Heffron sent me. Tell them to put Reef and Heffron sent me and we will give them uh <laughs> We will give them like ten percent off the order. All right, okay, so just that's right, John. They, just, they just contact him that way. But in the future, if you want to look at a promo code, uh, John Heffern, I mean, just do Heffern and Reap. You know, just Heffern and Reap. The name of the show, Heffern and Reap. Heffern and Reap. Yeah. If you guys, if if, if anybody okay. just puts puts Heffern and Reap in any kind of message as well on Etsy, we'll know what they mean. And uh, we get will a dollar get off. I'm going to use it when we hang up because <laughs> no, I want why? some. So you said, do- you said dollar off. I said 10%. So I think I should probably have to stick to my, um, my, 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 <laughs> all right. 10%. Wait, I want to do it. I want to show him this real quick. Yeah. Hey, hey, that's what I was going to go. say, John. Um, yeah. What you got? I got this new hot sauce called John Reap's Hickory hot sauce. So good. It'll make your head shake. What do you got? What peppers? 
This right here, I'll, I'm going to start with the story of me and, and heat. Nice. I love flavor. <laughs> I can't stand it when it's like a novelty heat. You know, when people go like, this one's got eight. See, I can't do that. That that will burn. It burns so much. I can't taste anything for like a year. So I thought like, I want a good mild, a little bit of heat, but a lot of flavor. And that's what this is. It's a medium to mild hotness, nice. but it's, it's a good garlicky uh, flavor. And I, the guy I who makes that. this, I didn't make it. The guy who makes it, he, he's a, he's an ex fire uh, fireman. He was a chef of all these firemen and he quit the fire department because he, he was making this different sauce for himself and other guys. He started his own sauce business and he came to me. He just happened to be a fan of mine. And he's like, you need your own hot sauce. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. And I will nice. make you a hot sauce. And I How told him, what I, that? And, and it's honestly, I'm going to send you this. Yeah. Um, for free. And then, uh, <laughs> I will, uh, also we'll, we'll exchange. <laughs> I know what you're doing right now. Reed. Yeah. 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 I know. I know. Start. I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. We, we should start a communal Etsy page. Cause I tried to do one Absolutely. for the cutting board and it's just too much work. Yeah. Um, we should start like where you sell your hot sauce. We sell your, your jam. I sell the cutting like, and we just, as our group of friends build, we just build one page. You can bring killer. it up on stage, Reap, every every week. I bring it up on stage every week. Oh yeah, we both have, we all have Joe, and we, we create a thing. Okay, and then so we lit. open up. Then there's all these malls that have empty spaces, and next thing you know, it's Reap London and Heffern stores going up, and all these anchors things. Totally. Shall we swing it all back around? Yeah, my lady, the rescue. She says I can create a coupon on Etsy, and you can provide to them if they put it, uh, put that promo code at the checkout. They will get that percentage off. So she can do it. So can we put, uh, Alan? Can we put up that uh, website? I just now it's going to be a uh, London's a, uh, most one. Now we're at like uh, QVC. We we got nice. we got ten left. We got Good. ten <laughs> left. These are uh, <laughs> uh, the pro. Okay, hold on. I'm, she wants to know the promo code, so it, it is. We're yeah. gonna go with Reap and Reap. Heffern and Reap. Heffern and Reap. Yeah. Heffern and Reap, and uh, what was the actual name of the website? You said London something. London's yeah, most wanted. London's, Lond- London's most wanted. Dot com. London's oh, most no. wanted. At Etsy. London. I see. Etsy.com slash London's most wanted for the people who and are on the promo code is what? Heffron and Reap. There okay. it is. There we go. There Let's go to Etsy. Look at that. Okay. And yeah, some of my silly art and stuff like that's on there. There we go. Uh, I, it's, I, I, this the first this, promo like, code. <laughs> this one, I love that, guys. This is so killer. And this is what we're talking This is why, you know. I think that we all have to support each other uh, in all of these other endeavors as well, because of the fact that um, for too long, uh, you know, casting directors uh, and studios have controlled our, uh, our, our, Mm -hmm. our existence, you know, and people get caught in that loop um, of this sort of narcissistic loop where they think that, uh, that they are 
they've I don't know if they think that they've they've earned their way to not ever have to like this this big step backwards or something like that and that they they right. shouldn't have to do that and and I love my brother my twin brother I love him but like you know he's never he's never started a <laughs> right I, I have an acting school I've got all of these other side hustles all this other stuff that I do and and I do remember my brother just saying one time you know I don't feel like I should have to do that stuff you know I'm like yeah. First of all, I love doing it. Yeah, it's rewarding. It is very yeah. rewarding. Um, but secondly, like there's this world doesn't owe me anything. Correct. It doesn't Thank owe you. any of us anything. Nobody. Correct. And so you know we are all lottery winners in 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 so many ways to have even gotten a chance to ever even be a part of right uh, this this sort of bizarre industry that is so selective and judgmental and mm-hmm. hard and harsh and brutal and hard to pierce. And we've all been able to dip our toes in this sort of water of sort of, you know, kind of success uh, for, 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 for whatever that's worth. Um, but it's not, I, I never really wanted it to define who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And so being able to prove to myself that I can um, do other things, my acting school has been quite successful teaching and watching people grow and watching people who have never been on a movie set all of a sudden, you know, and, and they're not good become good and then wind up in movies is the most success. This is the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life. Jeremy, I want to hear more about the acting school. Is there a website for that as well? There's not really, uh, there's not really, I wish there was, uh, the best thing is to just find me, um, on, on, uh, on Twitter, uh, or on, on Facebook. Now we do have a, a, uh, London Arts uh, Acting School uh, page on Facebook. I just don't. I hate okay. Facebook, so I just yeah. don't. Do that <laughs> okay. But yeah. you can find me at Sir Jeremy London on Twitter, and and uh, but most of my classes we do sort of in per, you know kind of. I was doing them all mostly in person until COVID hit, and so now they've become right. A, That's what I was going to mostly virtual. You okay, know, so, so it's so a virtual thing. I'll post, you know what I mean? Whenever I'm doing them, I'll post on Twitter or wherever, and so that you don't really have to go to a a, a website you know what mm-hmm. i mean whenever i'm posting whenever i'm doing them i'll post them and so anybody that wants to join can join okay at that so, point yeah, yeah i didn't know if it was a physical place people show up to. it was for yeah. a while it was before covid but it was more because of, i was traveling around so it was never one place i was literally i was in five states as in wow. what, yeah. louisiana uh, mississippi alabama florida and tennessee mm-hmm. and i would drive to all of these classes <laughs> it was crazy Wow. There's his Twitter right there at Sir Jeremy London. Yes, sir. So uh, again, I don't know how crappy my internet's being, but listen, uh, Reap. Yeah. You know, me and you have had two, I think, good, legit ideas for vehicles to start our uh, motion picture um, uh, business. Takeover, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we we have we have you know we've been talking about our buddy uh, comedy and buddy flicks. We have two. I've talked to Jeremy about one of them, and he loved it, dude. So this is I remember calling him one night, going, "I'm not fucking around with this idea. I'm I I think I I think it's good enough where I can we can I can make it happen, but I just don't know what the very next step is." Mm-hmm. And he listened to the idea. I think I even sent him the script or a script that was you know, eight years old at that point. He's like, dude, this is totally doable. So then I got all intimidated. Solid, 
Right. So which um, one? Which one did you so we have two? We, so that one was about uh, people, uh, a, a gentleman going back to his third grade teacher. His third grade teacher took a toy from him and said, you can have it back at the end of the year. Teacher never gave it back. Kid went to find that third grade te- teacher going, where's my shit? Right. So that was the first one. But the scary movie. Jeremy, did I tell you about our scary movie? I don't think so. We pitched, we, me and Reap on a podcast flushed this whole thing out and I'm going to share it. And then we, we can talk about when me and Reap are coming down to Mississippi to start shooting it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nice. This one, remember this one, John, what our scary movie was? I don't, I don't think you probably don't. Well, start talking. It's a sleep study. Yes. It's a sleep it's, study. It's, it's eight people that go in because they all have sleep apnea and they go in for their sleep study. They just got to go to this building and they get plugged in and Already they're just going to figure out if they have sleep apnea. <laughs> and the second they all get plugged that sounds like in. The, like, scary. <laughs> that sounds like hell. Yeah. So they I'd all get plugged in. By the saw monster. <laughs> and they all, and then everything horrible happens to them uh, why, why they deserve it. They deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> why they're snoring. And you see the family pull up and the wife goes, well, this is the last night I got to hear you snoring. Uh-huh, yeah. See you tomorrow. And they all go in. We get a little bit of backstory for each thing and they go in and then it's mayhem. And while they're getting murdered, their spouses are sleeping so peacefully for the <laughs> yeah. first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't even see the text of knowing they don't even, got they, killed. Yeah, yeah no, they're just like, oh my no, God, I slept I'm, so I'm good. Like, oh, I'll get to it later. I'm sleeping so good. We got to look up that episode because uh, did we, did we cover the part? Like what happens when they're asleep, like in their dreams, do we go in the dream world or we just stay with the study? Do things happen? I forgot what we went to. Yeah. Hey, let's just say real quick, guys. The, the promo code is Heffron and reap all one word 10 at the end. So Heffron and reap all capital Heffron and reap. No, it's yeah, a- not, a- not, it's it's A and D, A and D, Heffron and Reap, ten at the end, all connected. That's your promo code. Boom, Boom. easy peasy. Our very first poll, please, everybody listening. Bromo goes. Just, just just get it. Just so we can have some. Because this is going to lead. Next thing you know, we're doing sleep number mattresses. We're doing uh, GoDaddy. Uh, my pillow. Doing, my, my pillow. Because Mike, can't, my Mike pillow. pillow can't do his own commercials anymore. So yeah. So come on. So by you buying this, going to London's uh, Etsy page and doing our promo code, it's going to help me and Reap yeah. get more sponsors. So do, Yes. Do the right. John, real quick, also, Jeremy. Yes, Epi- episode 83 of Heffern and Reap is titled Sleep Study Slasher. That's that was that's what the one we talked about it, John. So we go go back and listen to that one because I kind of forgot. I remember it being very good when we were talking about it, but then it was so long ago. Uh, I need to go back here and look at it. It says Dude. here. Could a slasher movie be made set during a sleep study? Lots of whistling, humming, and grandma singing. Lucid dreams and period parties are discussed along with more 80s, 90s. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) What's going on? Yeah. I think he likes our third grade uh, uh, adult toys, the kids. I think that's our play. I love them. What do we got to do? How do we get investors now? What's our thing? When I hang up with you, who, who do I call? That will just give a start just blowing a lot of people. Just (laughs) how much does it how much does it cost if me and Reap were gonna do uh fifty dollars? How how much would it cost to do a B 
I don't even know what level. Like, so Reap was in this movie called uh, uh, Poker Run. Oh, right. Uh, Why are you doing this? Hey, man, we've all been there, buddy. Uh, we've all been there. You <laughs> no, have nothing I, to be ashamed of. I want to ask. We all it, just got to work. I would just <laughs> like, so a movie, I, I'm just trying to think of John's last movie, but a movie that, uh, I, what does a movie cost to make? If we want to do our. What, it depends on what you have access to to begin with. It also depends on if you are putting name actors in your, your project. Uh, but it, 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 Let's it, say John Heffern, John Reed, Jeremy yeah. London. That's all I got depends, so far. Right. Yeah, yeah. It depends on your understanding of sort of the fact that that post-production as a whole other animal, you know, post-production is expensive as hell. And, you know, getting a movie to the point of being ready to be sold is a nightmare. And so it, it, it's, it can be done. And especially with, with modern technology, um, it can be done a lot easier uh, because most stuff's digital. Um, but it really kind of comes in the, the, the best way to, to save money is to, to find people that have the equipment and all of that mm-hmm. stuff already, you know, somebody that can kind of be a, a people that can kind of do it all in house, you know, without having to have big, huge crews. And then, and then, you know, it's gotta be kind of a team effort. Yeah. People that want to do something fun together and collaborate with an understanding that they're not really, you know, making money, money, but it's a fun experience, you know, because the truth is, is that, you know, there are these kind of old producer tricks that, um, that people continue to try to um, pull over even on me. And I've had it happen so many times that I tell people to shove it up their ass immediately is that they're like, you know, I'll give you points on the back end kind of thing. You know, we'll come work for us for free and uh, we'll pay you later. <laughs> you know, it's like, don't insult me. Just yeah. feed me, just feed me well and let's have a fun experience. But don't fucking tell me you're going to pay me later when there's no way you're going to pay me later. Nobody's ever been paid off of back end points in the history of back end points. You yeah. Know? And then, I mean, that, that, that's gambling that the, the thing will be well, even exactly if that, right. Even, yeah. You don't know what that director's capable of. You know how many movies I've been in that I thought were going to be good because I read them and I thought this script is really good. And then the director that directed it directed it and it was shit because they can't direct. Yeah, you know, and that's what it comes down to. You have no idea what their vision is or yeah. lack of it's, lack of that one right there. Been there, <laughs> been there, buddy. It's a, it was a lot of money in that movie, a lot of money, and uh, I remember doing scenes and then talking to the other actors like, "Do you guys? Is he telling you to, to do? Is he giving you any direction at all?" They're like, "No, not the weirdest. We're thing. just doing it, and he's not correcting us, and we're doing it one or two takes, and he moves yeah. on." They like, don't. Hey. I don't understand that at all. You know, I don't. I don't get it at all. Um, and but but often uh, projects that we think are going to be good are just decimated because the director just doesn't really care or have a vision, or they're so narcissistic and egotistical that they think that anything that they spew out is going to be genius. And right, yeah, that's rare. That rarely the truth. And that's one of the reasons I actually started directing because I also on top of you know, on top of acting and having my acting school and having the pepper jelly business and, mm-hmm. and all of this other stuff and be selling my art and all of that kind of stuff. I also am a part of a company here in Mississippi and we do make movies uh, where we just finished making a movie called interfere, uh, which is hilarious. It's sort of sci-fi comedy. Um, and we're getting ready to, I'm writing a six part mini series. That's very twilight zone ish 
called Reroute, um, where that I want to try to pull you boys in on somehow, get you oh, guys yeah. involved in there. Done. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, me and Reap, we want to be two guys that work somewhere, and then like <laughs> some guy comes in and like monster and like kill like eats us both. Like we're right. two guys. Like we'll be two mechanics. You just totally rewrote our show like crap. for you, for you, Efron. <laughs> uh, just yeah. rewrite the yeah. entire yeah. show for, be, for you. Yeah, we want to be two like Wait, John. This is how you do it. Yes, sir. When, whenever you're ready, sir. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, man. We actually, it's so Twilight Zoney. It could be anything, and that's that's kind of fun. That's kind of a fun perfect. That's been been pretty cool. But you know, like I do, I write. Do I get paid to write scripts? I've written. I've been paid to write, I think, seven or eight scripts. And so I don't just sit around and wait for Hollywood to make decisions on my life. I have children and now I have a, a grandchild. I'm a grandfather now. Yeah. Uh, step step grandfather, but I'm still a grandfather. That baby yeah. baby's my grandbaby. And uh and you know, I just there's no way I would be satisfied. Uh, sitting around and waiting for a bunch of douchebag knuckleheads in Hollywood to make uh, the decisions whether or not I was going to get to be able to pay my electric bill or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And just, you know, and I'm, a, I'm always in motion. I've always got to be moving forward no matter what. I couldn't imagine sort of just sitting around and stewing in my lack of success. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy, since you are a, a, a grandfather, I also and my grandfather and I've been uh, killing it in the the grandpa uh, FaceTime type stuff. I have uh, that's great. I, I have Winnie. The, I've been. This isn't Winnie the Pooh. That's downstairs. But I've oh, why bother? I'm looking for. So I've been practicing uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, and that would be so good in my tummy. That's <laughs> so. Nice. I, so really I good. read that's my really granddaughter, good. who is two, in a reap. This is from uh, a couple weeks ago. The Three Little Pigs. I highly recommend you getting this and reading it because um, this version that I read to a two-year-old, the wolf, and, and dude, I'm killing it with the wolf voice because here's what right. I'm learning. <laughs> if you're a grandpa and you're a step-grandpa, there's maybe three other grandpas. So you're you're auditioning for the best grandpa. So when, when, when you're reading a book... It's it's like you, you know you got the park on the lot and you're reading for the network network exact. Yeah, you know, right. it's just not a cold call. It's so, so true. <laughs> so I practice this. So right here, I practice. I'm like little pig, little pig. Let me in. Not by the chair with my chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And I, I get deep like that, and she gets scared. I'm like, I'm killing it. By the way, in this version, the wolf eats the first two pigs, kills them. Nice. Eats them, eats them dead. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. That'll that'll keep the kids up at night. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, guys, speaking of side hustles, dude, I write kids' books. I've actually got one published. I wrote a, a little a kids' book called The Little White Mouse in the President's House. And I also have another one that I'm in the process of making called What Just Jumped Out of My Face. It's about hiccups. 
it's so cool it's a subject that's not touched what just jumped out of my face yes it's a hit it's the coolest (laughs) you just made me and john heffern laugh out loud dude you guys i I could if you i could play it for you real quick if you wanted to even hear it it's the coolest thing uh it's so cute man and my uh my uh, illustrators getting doing the art but yeah the first one i did the a little white mouse in the president's house. You can get on Amazon. And uh, hmm. it was, I, so I was, while well, the former guy was in office, uh, 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 he, uh, um, they were having a press conference in the white house. And, <clears throat> and it was the first time that I saw um, reporters from both sides of the aisle kind of have a, a, a joint experience and sort of uh-huh. collaborate. And as whenever a, that mouse fell out of the sky, out of the ceiling in the white house and landed <laughs> in a reporter during, I don't know if you guys remember that. No, but that a, happened. A, That's hilarious. A mouse fell out of uh, the ceiling during a, a press conference uh, into a reporter's lap and <laughs> all of them shit their pants at the same simultaneously. <laughs> you know, you had, you know, red, red, red reporters and blue reporters just bam, 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 mouse. Freaking losing their minds, and so I wrote a, a fun little kids' book called "Little White Mouse in the President's House," sort of ba- lo- loosely based on. Hey, look at that! There it is. There it is. There it is. Yes, and hopefully, what jumped up just jumped out of my face is it's also on Etsy, I guess, with an option for autograph. My lady just said. Um, so <laughs> that's great. I wish I had the script because Jeremy, we're so like I also have been re- working on a kids. Uh, book but it's only it's it's short it's only two pages uh me and john we've already been we've been working on the the john red uh part of it i think once it's ready you can read a part i just got to figure out the female voice because i can't i can't read as if i'm a little girl can i give you Uh, can i give you some advice already it's 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 called blueberry pancakes you might want to make it more than two pages i'm just throwing that out no it's 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 gonna be like a two minute video because she's two so i'm really gonna sell the the video it's about a little girl who's trying to find out who makes blueberry pancakes fun man that's great and and she goes around she asks everybody right i'm gonna give you the first line (laughs) here's the first line it's little baby jane is so adorable and kind but right now she has one important question in her mind. And she asked everybody for blueberry pancakes. She has the neighbor. She has the mom. She has her sister, has her brother. And at the very end, I'll give everybody a thing. Uh, she gets pissed. And the mom's like, why do you keep asking everybody if they can make b- blueberry pancakes? And the little girl just screams because she doesn't say this in the book, but the adult version is she goes, because. I want fucking blueberry pancakes. Why is nobody getting this? That's why she keeps asking like, everybody. What's so fucking complicated end, about this? She just goes, because I want blueberry pancakes. Yeah. What do you mean? So. Yeah, so. pretty straightforward. Out for you. <laughs> I want some fucking pancakes. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, dude, we have so many fun projects we're all going to work on. The kids. Just all right, John. Uh, my internet sucks so bad. So, do we want to say our goodbyes, Mister Reap? Sure. Oh my God, Jeremy, it was such a pleasure meeting you and man, talking it to was, you, man. It was fun as hell. Dude. I cannot wait to get that uh, pepper jelly, brother. Oh, I'm going to do that asap. Um, Fantastic. Using my promo code. I highly recommend the special edition outlaw if you like hot, hot, hot. 
Otherwise, the outlaw is hot, but it's not too hot. It's it's really <laughs> it's not that bad at all. Um, but it's hot enough just to know that because we use like habaneros and stuff with that. But it's 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 just not uh, the the way that I mix everything. Uh, I, I it's it just is I don't involve as many of the hot 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 peppers right. in that one. But this the the special edition outlaw is. You know, Carolina, well, Reaper, Carolina, gonna, Carolina Reapers, and that's, that's me. I'm the Carolina Reaper. That's I, I have to get both of them. <laughs> um, yeah, and also, you know, check out uh, heffernandreap.com, everybody. We got tour dates, my tour dates, John Heffern's tour dates. Um, you can be a Patreon supporter of this show, and as always, rate, review, subscribe, and share. We're Apple Podcasts, wherever you get a podcast. Excellent. And John, anything else you want to say? Uh, again, go to heffernreap.com to see all the dates, uh, Columbus, Phoenix, a bunch of stuff coming up. I also put in a coupon code. If you go to the bestcuttingboards.com and put in Heffern and Reap, 10% off. I don't even know what dollar value that is, but I did it because Jeremy was the first to do it. I'm like, I'm going to follow suit. like. Do it. It's, it's, we'll see what happens. If you need help with anything like that, I'm done. I'm going to ask you, my, my we're going to have a gentleman's a conversation genius. about starting an page. She's yeah. a genius with this stuff, and and we're ha- we're happy to help, man. We always try to want to support uh, fellow uh, fellow uh, actors and 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 entertainers and people just that have the the balls to do anything else, you know. Right. Like, like, like these, you're my people. Those yeah. are my people. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. don't let, don't let ever let anybody else decide your future, and that's what Hollywood wants to do. You know, I let yep. it do that to me for too many years. And it changed me and it made me a different person and it made me a person I didn't like. And it made me a person I didn't even identify with or, you know, and, uh, and getting back to the South and getting back to real, getting my hands dirty. And I've got a good Southern woman who could give two shits about any of the projects I've ever done. She doesn't know actors names and could care less. She doesn't care about anything I've ever done in that sense, except for that. She just cares about me, you know? And there that's you go. Yeah. Good for, that's good for me. It's good for the soul. It's good for your head. And yeah. You know? And listen, if you're watching and listening to this and you want to give a big F you to Hollywood as well, go get you some pepper jelly. Do it. Get you a damn cutting board. Buy anything from Heffern and Reap.com. And yeah, get yeah, get a shirt. And I'm gonna nice. wrap it up. I'm gonna wrap it up, guys. For Jeremy London, for John Heffern. I am John Reap. You've been watching in Heffern and Reap. I bid you a boss pepper. Nice. Oh, we did. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know.